And this episode of Hatrick Hockey is brought to you by our good friends over at Clarou and Son Roofing. These guys are the kings of roofing, Tristan, like we say, the kings of roofing. These guys last summer alone, over 25,000 bundles of shingles done. They're fully insured. They offer free estimates. The work they do is incredible, and they always get the job done right the first time. So be sure to hit up the boys over at Clarou and Son Roofing because, like we always say, when you want your roof done, call Clarou and Son, baby. Mm-hmm. Don't Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Hattrick Hockey Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest we are welcoming. Even though he's a local guy, uh, he's played several times abroad representing his familial country of Lebanon uh, at the world stage. Forward from the Mississauga Chargers of the OJHL, Jason Duresh. Jason, how are you doing, buddy? Man, doing great. Doing even better after that intro. <laughs> right on. There you go. Bump your tires a bit. So happy to be here, man. Thanks for Thanks for having me, guys. Boat time, holy crow, dude! I know, I know. Long time coming, but glad things worked out the way that they did. I know he's been saying forever. He's like, "We man, we got to get to." I'm like, "Well, get him, dude! Like, let's I go! Know. Let's been, go!" We've been talking on, we've been talking on DM for quite a while now, so it's been yeah. it's been good. Got to know him a little bit. He's gotten to know me, so it it couldn't have worked out any better. Well, I'm glad yeah. you're here, dude. Yeah, Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. So, honestly, I'm gonna go with the most uh, most recent events. That's uh passed around talk about so you're playing in uh you recently played in a showcase series called the development series yeah that's right. uh and you in your game three you decided to just go off what's four <laughs> goals four <laughs> goals and two assists yeah, that was, that was what got indy in that game talk about that you know what i'll give you i'll give you the little backstory on the development series itself i'll kind of set the yeah. stage here so so we're like a newly member, we're a new member of the IIHF, uh, mm-hmm. Lebanon as a country. So when I first came on, uh, we had an overseas tournament, but this one was in, based in Montreal. So we went up to Montreal and we were told we're playing Team Greece. Uh, so it was a little development series, kind of like a little fundraiser and to see uh, where we stand in terms of the other, the other teams that, that play nationally. So um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we played out of the uh, Montreal Canadiens practice facility. Sweet. So it was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was awesome, yeah. man. Uh, we played we played three games. Our first game we won. Uh, second game we lost by a goal, and then our third game we decided to show up. So it was uh, it was a great series. I ended up being uh, on on the lucky end that game. I mean, uh, going into it, I think we were all ready to go. Like we all wanted to win because everybody who plays for their country, you know, it's it's a different level of pride, right? So we all mm-hmm. were so excited to get out there and. Uh, I think in the first period alone, I think I had three. So that's when, that's when I kind of knew I was like, it's going to be a game. I said it's going to be a good game. The puck was just finding my stick. I mean, um, it was it was really really good. I mean, I, I play with some pretty talented guys on my on my wings. Like um, I got Antoine Wakeit on my left, uh, Carl Almir on my right. Those guys are both those guys are both AHL players. Like they're both some really really strong strong wingers. So uh, luckily, I was the one that just had the fortunate bounces and was able to put him in. It could have been anybody that night, but I mean, yeah, after the first, it was three goals. And then I think the second I had two assists and in the third, I put one more. So it was a crazy game and uh, it just so happened to be me. I mean, it could have been anyone, but what a series. It was amazing. So that's gross, man. So were you like wheeling and dealing or was it just like Johnny on the spot type deal? You know what? It was, I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit of both. I think my first, 
my first one was came around the net, um, kind of took it to the middle of the ice and then just kind of fired it. And then my second and third were uh, in the slot shots. I think one of them was a rebound. And then my fourth um, kind of skated down the wing, uh, made a quick move on the goalie and went five holes. So cool. uh, a little bit of both. Tried to show off as much as I could there. Hello, <laughs> oh, yeah. boy. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Right on. Go ahead, Trace. So uh, I also, I, I'm just kind of going to go from present to farther back because, yeah, uh, sure. so now this has got to be a big one for you. I, I'm oh, sure yeah. you're uh, very pumped about it. The Arab Cup uh, oh, in Kuwait. Yeah. You guys are champions 2023. Talk about that experience, man. That was wild. I mean, I've been, so I've been playing hockey since I was, since I was seven or eight. Not, not the earliest out of everybody, but throughout my whole career, that's gotta be, that's gotta be the best one. I mean, that was my, that was my first stint in international hockey, right? That was the first time I put on the Jersey and uh, I love playing, I love playing travel hockey, love playing junior and uh, but there's a different sense of pride and there's a different, you, you kick it into a different gear when you wear your country's Jersey. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. so you have so much pride, you wear it all on your sleeve. Um, and basically that was our big break tournament. I remember kind of going into it. We had tryouts in Montreal and they, we had multiple team meetings before and they were like, Hey guys, like if you want to be considered to be a serious contender in international hockey, like we got to perform here. Mm -hmm. We got to, we got to show everyone that we're the best in the Middle East so that we can start competing with guys in Europe, guys, mm -hmm. potentially South America, North America, future, like later down the line. So uh, I remember we had like some pretty high hopes. So we started recruiting all these really good players and we were, we were all so pumped. And then lo and behold, we kind of cruised through the tournament <laughs> uh, team after team. I mean, we ended up playing teams like Saudi Arabia, um, Kuwait, the host team in the finals mm -hmm. we played. Oman and Bahrain, all these, all these Middle Eastern countries that you'd think would not have hockey teams, mm -hmm. but they're not, they're not too, too bad in the grand scheme of things. So we ended up, we ended up kind of showing our worth and now we're, we're taking a little bit more seriously in international hockey, which is really, really good, but yeah, amazing right experience on. nonetheless. Right on. I have to ask you're how old right now? So I'm 20. I'm in, I'm in 03. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're 03. And you started playing when you were seven and you're already yeah. playing internationally. Oh yeah. It's, a, it's actually a funny story. <laughs> that's so what started, I'm saying. It took you 13 years to be playing internationally. Think yeah, about it. So that's it's crazy. It's kind of dude. funny because when I was, when I was seven, I think I, I spent the first three years of my hockey career deciding if I wanted to play goalie or not. Mm -hmm. So, so it wasn't until like the age of 10 or 11 that I decided, Hey, I'm going to be a forward. And that was, and that was when I played, it was, I remember going back and forth. I used to play with some of the local guys like Jake Eaton, minor hockey. And uh, I grew up with him. Um, and it's so funny because he, even to this day, when I used to play back in Leamington, he'd say, remember when you were a goalie, man? I was like, <laughs> he was like yeah. That's like, so it's my hockey career is pretty, pretty new, all things considered, especially when I decided I wanted to take things seriously. It wasn't until midget when I was like, hey, like, let's, let's try to play as competitively and as, as see how far I can go, right? right on so uh i wanted to ask playing for mississauga is yep. that uh as a part of you're going to school up there right like talk a bit about what yeah you're yeah so school and so i looked into all that because i'm i'm big on school right like right mm -hmm. now right now i'm doing software engineering that's my major and i'm doing it still through the university of windsor so okay. the way that things worked out was what i do is I looked into transferring, but some of my credits, they won't transfer properly. 
So mm. I'd have to retake things. So I just kind of said, you know what? Summer times will be used for school. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll try to catch up as much as I can. Like I took some intercession classes, which uh, throughout the summer, only about six weeks, just so I can get ahead. So when I'm in season, I can take all my electives kind of at a more leisurely pace. Uh, they'll be online and sometimes I'll have my labs at home. So I'll have to actually come back, okay. do an in-person lab, do an in-person exam or an assignment and then go back. But personally, I don't mind. You kind of, once you find the groove and you figure out how to balance both the school and hockey, you get into a little bit of a rhythm and it, and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't impede too much on anything, which is good. Good for you, man. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's crazy you got a lot to balance there but you see oh yeah you it's, a, it's it. a lot sometimes i kind of take a look back and i'm like whoa okay this is a lot but once you break it down like day by day you'll be okay it works 100 percent, man yeah. i wouldn't be able to do that <laughs> <laughs> i'll just flat out like flat out honest like i, that's, oh, I know there's like, days between like the school that. and you're rushing home and to do like mm -hmm. labs like you said and stuff like that that's just like and then hockey it's just crazy going on but hey i like asking sometimes just off the wall shit to guys and uh one of the things i want to ask so if you had to pick one yeah would you rather six night dangle and dish for an assist or just or just lay down for the boys and just fucking huge shot block which one oh, would you rather you know what so i grew up watching a lot of pavel datsuk when i was younger okay uh, he's <laughs> are you he's a wings fan Sorry? Just uh, just one question. Are you a Wings fan? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, let's there we go. go. He's in. Three He's of in. us in the room. Beauty. <laughs> I grew up. That's what, that's what it was. I grew up watching watching all the Wings games and watching Pavel Datsuk. Yeah. And he was, at the time, like the best two-way two -way player, in my opinion. He was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So thinking at it from his eyes, I think he's the kind of guy, one, he'd do a little bit of both. But I've seen him dangle, dangle, and then dish at the last second. And I think... After watching so many of his highlights, I'd love to replicate something like that. So he's going dangle and dish. Oh, that's what he's so going. Speaking with. of dangle and dish, Ant, we'll have to attach this clip uh, when we upload this interview. But uh, there was a nice little post on you on the uh, WWHL. You had a fake oh, yeah. shot there, the fake shot pass. Oh yeah, no, we have, we have way too much fun in that league. It's unbelievable. It's just a bunch of guys like who you didn't even know were skill guys. Cause in their league, they have a different job and they just come out yeah. and show whatever they got. And it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of hidden talent there. You'd be surprised how many, if we got like an all-star team going, we'd compete with anybody. I swear. <laughs> right on man. That's sick. Oh, yeah. So you guys got, you have uh, your playoff game tonight, correct? Exactly. Nine, You're nine, playing nine, Bacardi. Yeah. You're on Sorry? the Bacardi blues, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Nice. So I got Dobrich and Haslop as my as my co-captains. Nice. So they're leading the charge, yeah. Dobie. Which is this? This is just a it's a little beer league we have on Wednesdays. It started oh, off. Oh, I think I started heard of off this like league. Yeah. Four or five years ago, like a while back, and it started off with like three, maybe four teams, and then the talent progressively got better. It was just a way for the Bell River guys who were playing minor hockey at the time to stay in shape during the summer. Yeah. And then as we got into juniors, some of the junior guys were like, hey, we want to do that. Like, that sounds like fun. And then it got progressively better and better. And now it's a it's a semi-competitive league, we call it. <laughs> like, uh, but we got some pretty good talent. I mean, we, guys get, we got guys all the way from like NCAA to a little bit from the OHL and the Windsor Spits. And then 
we got like all the junior B kids and most of the junior C guys. So it's uh in its height like in, in its in its playoffs, it gets pretty competitive and guys are going hard and yeah, so it's uh it started off as fun, but now uh we take it a little bit more seriously. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. We uh we had actually spoken uh if you recall with uh, Marco Schladoya and he had oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I week. thought I heard it. I'm like I knew he's yeah, yeah Marco had been telling about. us and it's uh yeah, like you said, it's a great way for those guys to keep their legs uh keep their yeah, legs exactly. warm and mind in the game. But man, you've got to keep your mind in a lot of places, it seems. I didn't realize you had that much school throughout the year. Oh, I know, yeah. Crazy. You know that's what? Like school crazy. was a big thing, especially like throughout throughout my whole life, but especially in, in high school, right? Because that's mm-hmm. when that's when things start to matter a little more. So yeah. uh, I had to I had to really focus in and then um, juggling that between hockey. And uh, once you once you find a group, like I said, it's it's not too, too bad. You, mm-hmm. you kind of kind of find your way. Right on. Hey, you ever score in overtime? Have I ever scored in overtime? Yeah. You know what I have? I remember I had Lots of times, obviously, in, in minor hockey in the playoffs, like in, in Bell River when I was Lots in my early, like, like 13, 14 years old. But when I was in, uh, I think most recently would probably be in Mississauga just last year. Um, I believe it was in our showcase game. It was in, like, it was very early on. We were playing Lindsay, uh, and we were tied. And going into overtime, I think I passed the puck to the defenseman. He took a quick shot, hit off the goalie's pad, just landed right on my stick. So all I had to do was was put it home, and then mm-hmm. that was one of our one of our first wins of the season. I think that was our second game. So Beauty. pretty cool. It was a good like welcome to the OJ moment, I guess. Oh yeah, a boy. So yeah, uh, uh, following up with that, uh, I yeah. want to ask, what's the difference in play style? Would you say, or if there's much a difference, maybe it's pace just between GOJHL to OJHL. Yeah, you know, I was just talking about that with someone actually. I was I was saying how they're pretty they're pretty similar. Like with all things considered, they're pretty similar. I mean, when I played when I played junior B back in Leamington, it was the biggest distinction was probably it's a little bit more physical. Right. Um so bigger guys, um everybody's hitting. It's a it's a pretty aggressive game. Um but the actual pace of the game I didn't find was too too drastic. Like, obviously, there's there's a lot more. I think the spectrum is a little more, like, the standard deviation between players is a little greater. So mm-hmm. on the OJ, there's some really, really exceptional players. And then in the in the Goj, there's obviously really, really, really good players. But I think there's some outliers in the OJ. So um, the skill level is a little bit higher. But yeah. honestly, not not too, too much. Like, it's it's not that drastic. Like, if you go and watch a game, you might say, oh, the speed's faster, but that's mainly because we play in smaller rinks. Like on average, our rinks are very small. I think there's only two or three that are pushing like above NHL size. I think there's only one one Olympic size rink in Oakville. Oakville. Yeah. And then Leamington now. So that would be two. Yeah. But other than that, like if you watch the game and I think you can put any average player in junior B and put them into an OJ team and and they'd blend right in. I think like there's on the on the higher end of players like you'll find a little bit more in the in Toronto, but okay on average I'd say it's it's pretty pretty similar, yeah. But uh, it's still a lot of fun. Like the speed of the game's a little bit quicker only because the rinks are smaller, so everything's a little more fast paced. Right on, man. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder how that jump would be for them going from like junior B into A, right? Like I always wonder 
like how big of a jump that would be, but you just kind of explained that perfectly. Um, what's who's that one coach who's just helped you out the most for your game? Just always there for you, no matter what. Like there's there's always one guy. Oh yeah, there's always one. You know what? It, um, when I played in Windsor AAA, for me it was probably Zach Percy. He was probably my biggest because he was the one who kind of gave me the spark and mm-hmm. told me that, Hey, like you can, you can go farther than you think you can. He kind of gave me the hope and uh, the little push to say, you should try and continue to go as far as you can and, and climb the ladder. Uh, prior to that, all the coaches were amazing, but I think he really was the spark that, that said like, Hey, you, you, you have some talent here. You have some skill, like keep, keep working at it. Keep trying. I remember, skating with him even after practice and he'd help me out a little bit with some things I wanted to work on and he was always there like if you had a question you had something you you could always text him you can hit him up and um he'd always talk to you so he was he was amazing on that front the funniest part is Zach's actually one of my good buddies so oh yeah it's actually kind of good hearing that about him because I because I know because I know he works his ass off to coach those teams and stuff like that like he's like on the road all the time and away from his you know his wife now and kids and stuff like that so like he busts his ass I know he does so it's kind of nice to hear that that's all oh no he's he's a great guy yeah he was a great coach I only had him for one year but I wish uh I wish I had him for a few more he was awesome Mm -hmm. Nice. So as a player, Jason, what would you say is your best asset? Is it your hockey IQ, uh, your stick handling, skating, your shot? What is it? Yeah. So I'd, I'd probably have to put IQ at the top. I feel like I see the game pretty well. Um, but a close second would probably be stick handling. I think, Okay. I think growing up, like I said, I watched Datsuk a lot. So I would just be in my basement, you know, with a little ball or a, or a puck and, and stick handle as much as I could. So I think I got really comfortable with handling the puck and, and making moves. So nice. those two are definitely up there for me. Mm-hmm. What, do right you so, what do you think is the worst part of your game right now that you really oh, need to work on? It's probably probably my skating. It's been it's been pretty <laughs> consistent, though. Like, I, I know that I'm a, I'm a fast skater. Like, I think that if you put me in a straight line, mm-hmm. I'm a pretty quick skater. But uh, I have to work on my agility. Like, a big thing is my mm-hmm. my edges. So lateral movement, quick turns, all that kind of thing. Like um, weight transferring. That's probably my biggest, my biggest weakness. And that's been something I've been trying to work on for the past couple of years. Hey, Tris, we may have a friend that might be able to like. Yeah, we do. Eh? Bit, eh? Well, if he yeah, ever comes go. down. So yeah, no, we actually, um, if you're ever down here at the same time, Jason, uh, maybe you could, you know, join a camp with, with one of the teams just for this uh, experience. But um the Columbus Blue Jackets skating coach, uh, we know him pretty well. Uh, no Lee way. Harris is his name. So yeah. uh, he came down and did a camp with the threes and a couple other teams. So, uh, yeah, wow. I'm not sure what your your year holds uh, this year. I'm assuming you're going to be back with uh, the Chargers. but Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. So if you ever get – yeah, if he's down in, like, the wintertime, like, usually it's that week leading up to Christmas, right? Wasn't yeah, it? I wonder if I can get him down during the like holidays. Usually when he's down, we like to skate with a few teams and mm-hmm. stuff like that when he's, and he does it all free of charge. Like he just does it. Just oh, no way. Out. He just goes out with the teams. He's like, I just want to skate with teams. So what had yeah. happened for that real quick was he was, I found out he was, he was coming home for a week or I was trying to get him home for a week. And he was just like, well, set something up and I'll, and and I'll come. So I'm like, all right. So within like three hours, I had Leamington, Lakeshore, 
Essex and a AAA kids team lined up and ready to go. So then he came down and we skated with everybody and everything. It was awesome, man. We spent a week on the ice. So, but so now I always say to him, every time you're down, we're going to skate with teams, but if you're around and everything and me and Lee go to shinny or something, you'd be like, Hey, come out to shinny. And then Lee's that's, I was there. I just, I'm like freaking 38 years old. I like, I just play beer league. I'm out there and he's (laughs) trying to show me shit. Like, you know what I mean? So he's an awesome coach, man. He knows what he's talking about. Obviously he's in the NHL doing it, but he's uh, but man, if he's ever down, we'll have to like, try and like, link up if you're in this area because he, oh for sure he that's so funny to too with. oh yeah i mean like i always i always go to my coaches and i'm like hey if you know anybody who does skating like let me know let me know and because usually now it's like now they kind of assume when you're at this age like you got your skating done mm-hmm. like it's down pat so typically the guys that i reach out to only do the younger guys now mm-hmm. so that's actually that's actually pretty sweet how you guys have uh some connections still what what you oh, can yeah. do is adam sorry tristan Adam on um, Instagram, and if you have any, if you have any like questions for him or anything, I'll let him know that you're gonna message him, and then he'll help yeah, you. Sweet. We'll do that. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Look at no that. Apologize. But uh, sorry, I do want to ask. don't don't apologize. We're all just uh, in having a discussion. So um, I did want to ask. So you had a brief stint with Lakeshore, right? You had yeah, your three game. Uh, you got one apple in that period, but I wanted to ask. I'm pretty sure. It's three years you remain in eligibility with a card, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you were to return this following year to junior C or junior B, the right retentions would be you'd be a free agent, right? Yeah. So I think that I was actually, I was actually talking um, to some junior C coaches. And um, from what I understand at this point is that um, because I played, junior b or higher for mm-hmm. two years i'd be considered a drop down mm-hmm. uh when i think a team is allowed i believe three or four drop mm-hmm. downs um prior to the trade je- trade deadline in january yep so if i was to come back let's say in november or december yep. i would obviously get to pick a team um depending on who it is and then they would either if they have enough drop down spaces and they would like to add me to their team they could um, and then I would be able to play the remainder of the year as well as I believe next year. Cause it's a U 21 league. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's what, that's kind of the status that, uh, that I'm at right now. So with cool. regards to, uh, with yeah. regards to junior hockey and coming down. Yeah. And I do know that there's also a rule attached to that. I believe where you have to drop down if you want to play next year. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can't just like finish this year and then come back next year. I'd, I'd have right. to come down before the, the trade deadline. I remember because when I was in Leamington, we had Dylan Weston at the time mm-hmm. and he made, he made that exact move. He was 20 years old. And I remember we traded him to the deadline to Lakeshore and then he went on and he played a year there and then played another year after. So I remember that was a, that was a big thing. And I remember asking around, I'm like, guys, what's going on here? Like, why is he leaving? He's like, and then they all explain the rule to me. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think the same situation uh, was up in the air too, with uh, Wyatt O'Neill at the time. Oh, he yeah. to stay. So yeah, that's right. uh, I was, I was so mad. I kind of wanted him back in Essex, but uh, anyway, um, I, I also, uh, so just talk about growing up. What, like, were you a fast developer? Like, obviously you were in the sense that it was 
like seven or eight years starting hockey. Like that's, yeah. it's like you said, it's not overly early. It's actually late considering uh, oh, like your sure. peers and how early they like three, four years old on skates. Just talk about how you're, you saw yourself progress. Like, was it maybe around that 12 to 13 year old or were you just kind of right off the start? It clicked. Yeah. You know what? So, um, when I first started playing, like you said, like I was, I was only seven or eight. And at the time, like my parents growing up knew nothing about hockey. So, uh, it was new for everybody. It was new for, for me. It was new for my, my parents. So, um, the first few years were very slow, actually. I remember the first year I decided I wanted to be a forward and we didn't know whether to choose left or right-handed sticks. Right. Like, so, so it was, it was a pretty slow development on that front, but I think, I think it really clicked when I started playing minor hockey in bell river. I think Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of started to realize that, Hey, I was, uh, I was pretty good locally in terms of like Leamington and Kingsville and Essex. And I was like, Hey, let's try playing double a, um, I remember I got to try out and back then they used to, they used to have NRP cards. So you can only yeah. sign three players outside of your home center. And mm-hmm. when they, when they kind of took me as one of them, I was like, okay, like maybe the ball's rolling a little bit. So, um, my skills and skating started to progress and, um, obviously hockey IQ and all those kind of things. But mm-hmm. I think what really initiated the spark was that year that I made, that I made Windsor. So my my minor midget was in bell river and then my midget year was in windsor so mm. that was a big jump uh because then i started to have a little bit more confidence a little more like swagger in my game i guess and then i uh uh i trained a lot i remember once once my coaches like like kevin and percy kind of showed me that hey like you have potential to keep playing and and potentially play junior hockey i kind of started to begin training a little bit harder and working out in the summers and going out for extra skates and and skill sessions. And I think that's when things really escalated. So I, I don't think it wasn't until realistically the age of probably 16 or 17, when my game began to really snowball and I, I started to like consistently get a lot better every year. So a, right a very late developer, but I guess it just shows that you could really start whenever, and as long as you're serious about it, uh, things will go your way. Good for you, man. That's actually a really cool story. And like you said, that's actually, it's big inspiration for a lot of kids who maybe I know, are it's, it's, still it's kind the of opposite sitting. of the conventional story, right? Like when guys growing up, they're like two, three years old on ice and they're, yeah. they're getting ready for their OHL draft at 14 or 15. And they're, they already have these, these big, big yeah. plans. Whereas I, I think at the time was still figuring out the rules of if I'm allowed to play AAA or not and this and that. So being, being so uninformed at a, at an early age kind of deterred my track a little bit, but uh, no regrets at all. I mean, it was such a good journey, right? Yeah. Do uh, you play center or wing? Uh, I'm a centerman. I think when I was, when I play internationally, they kind of threw me around center and right wing. Uh, So I'm pretty comfortable with both positions, but typically I'm a centerman. Sometimes on the wing, it sucks. You get crushed. Oh, I know. (laughs) When the I know. puck comes ringing around the boards. You're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get smoked right here. Here it comes. I, I used to have a few games on wing, and that was my biggest, uh, that was my biggest like pet peeve. Was a defenseman, you know, rimming the puck around the boards because he was in a panic, and I'm just, I'm just left to pick it up. You're standing there going, <laughs> oh, and you, you know it's gonna happen. Yeah. You just, you know, get off the tracks. <laughs> kind of tense up, and then stay close to the boards. Yeah. yeah, I uh, I also wanted to ask, uh, we were talking about this the other day, but uh, what does your training regime look like right now? 
I know you're working out for the yard, so yeah, yeah. Shape. So what's it look like? So right now, uh, it's funny. I'm not on the ice uh, as much as I'd want to be. I think last summer I was on the ice a lot. So this year it's a lot more cardio based. I think mm. just to just to keep my keep my lungs and my heart in good shape. So it's uh, I typically run about 5k every day, just at a at a good pace, so I can you know stay stay active. And then typically two weighted workouts like. Um, I think today, for example, I'll probably take the cardio off, but I'm doing, a, I'm doing some arms and back and nice. some legs late, late, later after the prep, after our game tonight. So, uh, it's a, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty tough. I mean, I get like one or two rest days in a week. So, uh, those days are pretty good and they're pretty well spent on my couch. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> other than that, it's, it's pretty intense, but, but you know what? I like it. It's, uh, keeps me in good shape and it makes me feel good. So can't complain there. Yeah, good for you, man. Right on. Did you just say you're working legs after the game tonight? Oh yeah, I have to. What? I was just talking. I was talking to Tristan about it too. I was like, legs is going to be a big focus this summer. Yeah. I said like yeah. that's got to be the thing I got to work on. So I'm trying to incorporate a leg workout at least like four or five times a week because I think that's like my my most under underdeveloped muscles at this point. So I'm like, so we really got to work on that. How long is your game tonight? Like how uh, it's about an hour. It's, okay, it's only so about an hour. It's okay. not too bad. Yeah. Okay. But still, I wish man. it was a little bit earlier. I know. I wish we had like a, a seven o'clock game so I could come back and get all the stuff done by 10 o'clock. But I'd be like, okay, you go do your legs. I'm going to sit here and drink beer <laughs> yeah. in the dressing room <laughs> like a normal 38 year old beer leaguer. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it, man. I honestly, props to you, man. I, that's. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too old for that shit. Now. No, yeah, that's... It's, it's all. We're just we're just young. We're young and springy. That's it. I'm well, sure you guys are like half my age. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> could do that ten times. Isn't like if you were my age. Oh man, you'd have you'd have so much energy. <laughs> oh yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's definitely. Uh, it's training is not only uh, just a physical thing though. It's good for mental health, right? Like I'm sure oh, those exactly. when you go yeah. for those runs, man, it just mm-hmm. you get to clear your mind. You know, put on some tunes, enjoy the night. 5k oh, I, I was I was never a I was never a big runner growing up I was I was quite the opposite I used to play soccer and I used to go to practice and used to dread running but now I think you know when you got a lot of things on your mind between school hockey you know life at home all those kind of things and uh you go for a run it's like it clears your mind completely it's almost like stepping onto the ice right so it's mm-hmm. uh it's a good a uh, good takeaway from everything now are you going for a jog like down the road or are you like running on a treadmill like what do you oh i can't do a treadmill can't do i can't treadmill? do it no i can't for some reason you know what it's like i go on the treadmill two minutes in i'm, I'm staring at the wall i'm thinking about my breathing a little too much and then i'm off before minute five whereas if yeah. i'm running on the road or if i'm running uh in a park or something I, i'm a little more distracted and so i can i can typically go a lot longer yeah i hear you there nice uh i did want to ask um so your last name derish yeah. Uh, obviously you played for team Lebanon, but that would be of a, a French descent, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good catch. I'm super, yeah. So, no, uh, yeah. So my, my mom and dad are both, are both Lebanese. And I remember asking them like, our, name, our last name's kind of French. No, he's like, yeah. He's like way, way back then. I think one of his, one of my dad's, uh, great grandparents, uh, was born in New Brunswick. So, uh, so there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of French descent. Like, I don't know how far back it goes. I'm, I'm sure it's buried somewhere, but, um, uh, 
but yeah, I always grew up, I grew up thinking, you know, hundred percent Lebanese, but there's a little bit of French somewhere, somewhere in our ancestry. So yeah, it's Chris, good. Yeah. Chris, well, I was curious. How did you pick that? I know. I was, <laughs> my mom, so my mom's whole side is French. Uh, like her maiden name was, uh, Gagne and, uh, her mom's name was Brochu. Uh, fun fact, she's Brett Brochu. Do you know Brett? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Brett's my cousin. No way. So yeah. So, but anyway, going back to uh, like uh, I I speak French pretty fluently, um, but um, I I recognize the last name because I'm like I'm like Derish. I'm like that's that's got to be French. I'm like, and I'm talking with my mom, and she's like, yeah, I I knew uh, there's Derishes in Quebec and stuff like that, and I'm like, okay, I gotta ask him the story behind that. So that's really cool. So New Brunswick. Yeah, that's actually hilarious. Somebody, somebody in my high school asked me the same thing. They're like, is that, is that French? And I remember going home and I'm like questioning my dad. I'm like, dad, we're Lebanese, right? Like there's no French. And then he started, he started opening the book. He's going all back. He's like, oh, technically. And I'm like, so I'm so surprised. Like, what? <laughs> you know. That's so crazy. Funny. I can't believe you picked that, man. Damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's etymology of names. Honestly, I can, that's something I like to do. Just look at a name and be like, "Oh yeah, that's from this country or whatever." But I know, it's it's crazy how, how how just a simple name can you you can figure out what's going on, right? Yeah, I so, know. So, what uh, do you um like to do away from the rink? Away from the rink, probably. I mean, between between my schooling, like academics is a big thing. So, but other than that, mainly just hanging out with friends and. Uh, spending as much time as my family as I, as I can. I'm a big family guy, you know, growing up in a Lebanese health household, uh, families first. So uh, as much as I can, I try to spend time with them. So especially in season, you know, like I, obviously I play in Toronto, but ironically enough, um, if I'm gone for three, four days, five days at a time, you know, you start to miss home a little bit and your parents start to miss you. So sometimes on an off day, I'd, I'd make the drive back, say hi to everybody, uh, hang out with my little brother. And then the next day I'm back on the road. So family's, family's a big one. I try to hang out with them as much as possible. Right. Especially as I'm getting older, who knows if I'm moving away or this and that. So good to spend time with them when you can. Beauty. Right on, man. Yeah. That's no, that's so true. Family. Uh, and especially I have uh, a lot of buddies who are Lebanese. Uh, their yeah. last name is Saad. So they're like, like you said, family, man, like uh, I've been, oh. in, I've been invited to like family gatherings and man, they're uh they're they're some wild people but they're super nice and uh oh yeah they love you to the bone right they're just uh, exactly they're just right. family they all wear their heart on their sleeve right so yeah hundred percent you know what the yeah oh the food <laughs> unreal oh yeah oh, <laughs> like oh. I could I could eat that for days it's I just know. ten pounds well, heavier I know <laughs> all my all my buddies they ask me they're like man what kind of diet are you on and this and that like what kind of what kind of food structure like what do you got I'm like man whatever my mom makes and it just happens to be Lebanese food 90% of the time. So that's nice. <laughs> exactly. Right on. So, uh, I want to ask, so in the end game, uh, what's, what's your goal for uh, a job? Uh, that's a good question. I was, I was talking to my dad about that recently. I think, I think my plan is, so I'm in engineering now. Uh, but I think I actually want to take the, the LSAT. So the test to become, okay. uh, to get into law school, I want to try to, to take that route. I know, um, I know a few of my family friends who are lawyers and I, and I got to spoke with them about the lifestyle and the job and, uh, it really interests me. So I think that, um, having a good undergrad, a good foundation with engineering is great. Uh, but if I could go into, into law and potentially get a, 
a JD or a, or a degree like that, then mm-hmm. I could practice law and it'd be pretty exciting. I was debating between that or, or medicine. So I think I'm, I think I'm leaning towards the law route as of now. So how long right on take? brother. So I yeah. take it, were you uh kind of a principles list guy all through high school? I was pretty good. High school. Yeah. High school was a, high school was pretty good. Yeah. I, I couldn't complain over there. I had a, I had a pretty good stint when I was, <laughs> I was in school. And what about you, Tristan? Same. Yeah, no, I, I can appreciate that. Uh, high school when he was talking, like I'm competitive and I kind of treat everything uh, as a competition. So oh, exactly. School, I, was, I used, school was the same, right? Yeah. It was my, like my buddies. Um, I've had this buddy, same buddy since grade school. And, uh, We've always been kind of rivals at sports and um, <laughs> and academics. So just grade eight, there's this grade eight spurred the the start of our high school where um, they have this thing called like highest proficiency award. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's like the University of Windsor alumni give it out or something, and um, we both tied with ninety four. No, so way. that was kind of like when I started. I was like, all right, it's on, man. So then all through like we bounced back uh percent off of each other uh in the end he got me three out of the four years with a better average but grade 12 grade 12 i had the better um better grades than him unfortunately there was no sports though so i wouldn't get i didn't get the um highest proficiency athlete award so i was like i was pretty bummed out about that one but uh, oh, i know no i, know I feel you man like on us. yeah COVID academics really with their balancing academics and athletics is a it's a good feeling, you know, when you know, Hey, I can have that structure in my life to be good at both. Like, especially you like medicine. Like I want to go into teaching, but like, dude, to do medicine or law, that's crazy. Yeah. It's It's, it's going to be a lot, but you know what? Like you never want to put your chips like all onto one side, right? Like it's, it's great to have a balance, like playing sports, you know, between giving you that, that competitive, uh, that competitiveness and, just keeping that balance between school and, and athletics is so huge. Like once you learn how to time manage and that kind of thing, it, it really helps you out in the long, in the long term. So I never think it's good to throw all my chips on one side, like, okay, invest everything I have into academics. Um, yeah, it would be great for that, for that specific thing, but it's always, always, always good to have a balance. So striking it is, is perfect for us. Oh man, law, like that's got to take a long time to do, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's about three, I think it's three to four years of law school. So it's a four year undergrad, potentially three, depending on if I was to take my, my LSAT early, but I think I want to, I want to solidify my, my undergraduate degree here. And then law school is about three to four years. So figure seven to eight years of schooling. I know. I know. I don't have the patience for that. My heart can't even. Medicine's even longer between your residency and and all that kind of stuff, especially if you want to like specialize into things like, uh, plastic surgery or neurosurgery or dermatology becomes yeah. a lot. You're, you're looking at like tens of years of school, right? Like you're looking in the double digits. That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's what, I think that's what Shladoya wants to do actually. When we yeah. Were, I was like, talking to him recently. That's he said the I, same thing. I'm doing my, I got my five-year program and then right into teaching, hopefully, uh, especially now there's a lot of teachers retiring. So, uh, I know it's start to open up for you guys. get in with that. But, uh, I, I'm trying okay. to think. There's one last thing I want to ask here. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, we're kind of like-minded individuals in this sense. Um, talk a bit about how your faith in God yeah. uh, has uh, helped you pursue your dreams and uh, how it's gotten you so far. Good. I'm glad you brought it up. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so growing up, obviously, I was, uh, I was a Christian. My mom, 
my mom was a was orthodox and my dad was maronite so the only difference major difference is just the calendar right yeah um so holidays at different times but um it was great man like you know when when things get tough first first person i turn to is god and uh without fail it seems like uh it seems like time and time again everything works out in the end so i attribute all of my successes to my family my friends and and god obviously so mm -hmm. having him a part of my life has been instrumental to any of my success like when it comes to school when it comes to hockey my social life like anything is is attributed to him and i think that no matter no matter what happens like even if things might not work out the way that i want it to be then i know that that god's got a plan so he's been he's been so critical to uh to any of my successes and i know that things if things go south then he's obviously got a plan so I, I try to put my trust in him even when times even when times i got some doubts i'm like hey what's going on why are you doing this why are you doing i know that in the end uh he knows what's best so i i try especially as of recently trying to put my trust in him and saying like hey take the wheel show me show me the ropes show me what's good yeah. so so it's huge 100 yeah. man and uh thank yeah. you so much for uh your little testimony there and um to any of our listeners uh Obviously, I don't want to try and seem like I'm a pushing any sort of thing on you. Um, but at the same point, uh, it's a part of our story, right? And uh, oh, sure. clearly, uh, to what Jason just said, um, yeah, it pays dividends to have uh, God active in your life. And uh, 100%. you know what? Yeah, it's uh, probably the greatest decision, at least that I've made so far in my life is whatever, however many years ago it's been. But asking Jesus into your heart and just, uh, you know, having God lead the way, it's... Uh, it makes life a lot easier. A lot of people 100%. might seem like, hey, it's no, it's going to put a lot of restriction on my life and I don't want to live free. It's completely the opposite, man. The All opposite. kinds of doors start opening. So Exactly. Uh, All the Jason, stress is off your shoulders. Like, come yeah, on, it's perfect. 100%. So, uh, Ant, do you have anything? No, I'm all set, bro. If you guys are, do you have anything else for him? I think that's pretty much all. Uh, listen, uh, Mr. Duresh, dude, it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for everything you shared. Uh, congratulations on all your recent success in the world Thank stage. That's incredible. And, uh, good luck going forward, man. Big stuff ahead for you. Uh, sure. not just as a hockey player, but as a person, it seems like you got a good hold on life. Thank so, you so much guys. I appreciate yeah, that. Man. Thanks hey, again man. for having me. It's yeah, a pleasure. For, for sure, man. Good luck. You're obviously welcome here anytime, dude. So, um, maybe, um, later on this year, we like hop on again and we'll shoot the shit again and we'll see what's going on with you throughout the year. Let's do it. I'm always open. I'm always available. You guys hit me up and we'll, we'll set something up. All right, buddy. Sounds Thank like you. an absolute plan. Awesome. See you, Jay. See you guys. Yep.